Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to the Real Estate Investing Foundation Podcast with Jason and Peely. Today, we welcome two powerhouse women to our podcast. I am so excited. Welcome, Liz Faircloth and Andressa Gidelli. Welcome. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you guys today? We're great. We're so excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. And a little bit more about our guests. Uh, Liz began her investing career along with her fiance with the purchase of a duplex with $30,000 loan outside of Philadelphia. And after selling this duplex and moving to New Jersey, yes, New Jersey, she co-founded the Rosa Group in 2005 with her husband, Matt. And as chief advisor of the DeRosa Group, she helped build her portfolio to owning and managing apartment buildings, multifamily mixed-use buildings, and commercial buildings throughout the East Coast. And Andresa, she specializes in full-gut renovation projects. We have the best of both worlds. Nice. Building new construction developments in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and runs the day-to-day operations of her own construction projects, as well as other investors, creating systems to ensure scalability, efficiency, and quality, and also owns some small rental portfolio Philadelphia and the co-founder of Monarch Monarch Short-Term Rental. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, I, I guess I, I would love to understand more about how the two of you have aligned over the, over the future or the past, but tell us a little bit how each of you just jumped into real estate. You want me to go first, Sanjessa? <laughs> go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, so my, my fiance at the time, Matt and I, I don't want to go down a long, long story. So if I'm going long, just, you know, cut me off here. But um, so we, we got together, we started dating. And one of the first things that we did actually was when we got together with my sister-in-law, my sister, excuse me, and my brother-in-law, we played cash flow by Robert, you know, the Robert Kiyosaki game. And it was fascinating because I had never really, I was like, is it like Monopoly? But we got together and that was literally the first time my husband met my sister and brother-in-law. We played cash flow like over drinks, which is an interesting first meeting. <laughs> but anyway, um, it, was, it was interesting and it got me like open to real estate and I was like, this is interesting. And then we both read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I know a lot of people have, but it really gave us a whole new way of thinking about like, passive income. And, you know, my, my father's a teacher, special ed teacher of 45 years. My mom worked in insurance, uh, both amazingly hardworking people, middle-class home, great family, but no one was an entrepreneur. No one invested in real estate, really. My father ended up doing that a little bit, but at the time no one had. So we took education. We took a bunch of classes, uh, dig at the time, uh, which I know we, um, is a great organization here in this area. He lived in Philadelphia. I lived in Jersey still. And, um, and decided to take the plunge. And we bought a duplex. That was our first purchase. And it was really scary. And we borrowed the money from my dad uh, for the down payment. And uh, we had to evict our first tenant like within the first week of owning property. It was just like, but it was actually a really good learning for us. Um, And we just made a a, bunch of mistakes, but learned a lot. Ended up then doing a 1031 exchange because we moved to Jersey and then began our portfolio in uh, the Jersey area. So Fantastic. Andressa? Yeah, so I I was born and raised in Brazil. So I came to the U.S. in 2008 uh, for my master's degree. And the plan was just to come here, get the knowledge, go back, find a great job. And, you know, and then life. secured, quote unquote, secure life. Well, that didn't happen. So I met my ex-husband 
on my last semester here and then we decided that we were gonna you know take take things to the next level and I was like okay so I'm gonna stay here after I graduated I decided to to stay and I got a job um one of the hardest things but one of the best things that ever happened to me was this job was door-to-door business to business for Verizon and I learned a ton of systems, a lot of no's on my face. And one day I came to my manager and I said, hey, I want to read a book that tells me more about sales because I want to take my sales team to the next level. He's like, no. I was like, what do you mean, no? <laughs> if I make more money, you make more money. What's the point? He's like, Indressa, we have tons of meetings here. You're you're entrepreneur. You don't know that yet, but you are. So I'm gonna give you this book here called Reach That, Poor That. And I was like, okay, what's that? Nice. It's like, you read it, and then next week we'll we'll talk. And that really like rocked my world. Literally, like opened my eyes to a completely new world that I didn't even know it existed. And then from there. We took a couple of courses with Kiyosaki's company, uh, purchased our first property within six months, uh, rehab it, living in it, pull a HELOC out, and start the, the reinvesting the entire funds. And that, here I am. <laughs> now, so both great points. And, and Liz, talking back to you, and you were talking how none of your family was – entrepreneurs or had delved in that when, when you had spoke to I believe your father about that loan what was his response to something that that was maybe a little bit outside of his comfort zone you know it's funny because I, <clears throat> I I I look back on that and, and some you know my my father and even my mother-in-law were some of the first investors in our business and you know without them we just wouldn't be where we are I'm gonna like get choked up saying that but um it, you know it's true and you know I I think he trusted us you know, but I, I think about my own kids and I'm like, my kids came to me and uh, asked me some of the things I asked my parents. I'm like, I don't know if I would have done the same thing, but maybe I would. I'm just looking at like a four-year-old. I'm like, you know, you don't even like tracing words right now, let alone investing <laughs> in real estate. But yeah, I mean, I, I think he, he knew enough about like, you know, the power of real estate. He didn't have his own business, but he actually at that point was actually under contract for a rental of his own and uh, bought, so then he had bought a couple different properties over the years. So he was very open to real estate. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a conservative person, but he's very good with finances and he, and he trusts me completely, you know, and I, I never took that for granted. So, I mean, we've, we've, we've paid him back that loan and gave him his interest and all that good stuff. And we've done other loans with my parents and as well as my mother-in-law. Um, yeah, we, we treat their money like gold. That's amazing. And, and Andressa, similar format, but people find all kinds of excuses of why they can't get started. And here you are, you know, from Brazil, you're, you're in America, you're doing a sales job, and now you find Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and you buy a property in six months. How were you able to make that mental transition from just one, find a property, and just that hurdle, getting over that first hurdle of buying your first property? Sure. One thing that I always had was a, a student mentality. I've always wanted to keep growing as I, as I go. So when I, when I found real estate, 
I really wanted to understand how things work. So I really dig into it. Let me understand. I don't even know what I don't know, but let me get into this world and get educated. I'd rather pay for my education for, than for my mistakes. That's my personal choice. That doesn't mean that I mean, did not make any mistake, but I did. But I, I think that at the beginning, the most important thing that I did was to surround myself with people with the same mindset. Because then if I brought this idea about rehabbing a house to my friends that had a nine to five job, the response will be like, what are you talking about? This is so risky. But then if I brought to the group of people that were already doing, their question was like, what's the purchase? Where's the location? What is the average days on market? How much is construction? How many bids did you get? All of those were more rational questions. And that helped me to put the emotion aside and say, okay, how can I make a rational decision here? How can I take one step further. I might not understand the whole path, but let me take one step further this month. Let me meet a lender. Let me understand what are the terms that he's talking about. How would that look like if I bought this house here? Can you just break it down for me? So it's literally a step-by-step, sometimes it's baby steps, but moving forward. That's how little by little, acquire one property, two properties, three, five, and then you just scaled. But separating the emotion was a big, big thing for me. The mentality was, was extremely important. And the mindset. So tell us a little bit about where your business is right now. Okay. So my business kind of like revolved for the last couple of months. Um, I still do uh, new construction properties and rehabs. And I, I have a system in place here in Philadelphia that I thought, why not expand to New Jersey and Delaware since there are two markets, completely different, but markets that I can totally analyze and understand. So that's where I am right now. Uh, Liz and I have met, I need to tell Matt, <laughs> not going to throw Matt under the bus. <laughs> Matt is also involved. <laughs> But we have um, projects in Trenton, New Jersey that they are um, doing turnkey. Those are multifamilies and I manage those as well. And we have a couple of uh, small developments that we are analyzing to to see if that's something that we're going to take over. I also, another part of my business is um, short-term rentals. I help investors to convert their long-term rental into short term. So there's a process. Sometimes people say every single property qualifies. The answer, no, not every single property qualifies for that. Not even, not even the, re- the investor qualifies because I want to deal with people with same values that I have, high integrity. That's very important to me. So everybody that I surround myself with, it's not that I have higher standards, but I kind of do. So I want to I wanna surround myself with people that are playing a big game, but also making a difference in the world. So that's very important to me, more than how much he or she has on her bank account. 
So it sounds like your business is explosive. You're surrounding yourself with amazing people. Um, Liz, how about you? Where's your business look? What does your business look like right now? Yeah, we're, excuse me, we, you know, we dabbled in a lot of different things when we started, you know, and we started in 2004. So we've been in this for a long time. And then you start to learn, okay, what's working, what's not, what do we need to do more of, what do we need to do less of? And then, um, and then for many years, I actually stepped out of the business uh, and worked full-time as a consultant. And then when I had my son, or we had our son, my son, when we had our son, um, about four years ago, I just, I was traveling, I was doing consulting, and it was just a lot. So I decided to, to kind of, you know, retire from that per se and, and kind of jump back into the business. So I've been in our business on different levels at different times. Right now, you know, I'm really helping. So we're focused on one, acquiring long-term holds, you know, more apartment building, um, you know, uh, buildings and things of that sort. Uh, not so much, depending on where it is, but, you know, Northeast is getting expensive. So we're looking elsewhere. I know we've had those chats too. Um, that's one, one side of it. The other side of it is really trying to scale some of the pieces of the business that we have done, but haven't done it on a larger scale. So we do flip properties. We've sold, you know, we renovate and sell turnkeys. It's just not this like huge business per se for us. Um, and it's worked, but we're really, I'm really trying to help. And that's where Andressa comes in is trying to really create a more of like that process and that structure, make it really sound and then look to do more than, um, you know, a few at a time, right. To really scale it. So that's where my, my focus is really, you know, helping our processes and our systems of our company. We managed everything up until a few months ago. So all the doors that we had in the Trenton, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, we managed. We had a team that managed. And then we just transitioned to a third-party manager. And so a lot of our employees and our team kind of went with them. So now it's kind of like back to just the core. And we, we kind of reduced to, re, you know, really refocus. So that's where we're at right now. We're reading a bunch of books and putting a bunch of like processes in place. Um, uh, you know, it's going a little slower than I'd like it to because you're, you're in the business and you're working on it and, you know, just trying to manage all that. But regardless, I, you know, I'm really trying to help my husband do what he's great at, you know, when we partner with Andres, I'll let her do what she's great at and then let me do what I'm great at. And it's, it's a figuring that out. It's not, it's not necessarily the easiest thing, but it's something that I know will be rewarding. So um, I love helping people. I love teaching people. I'd like to get to doing more of that, right? So processes and systems isn't necessarily my, as they say, their jam. People say jam. I don't know if that really works for me, but um, <laughs> I'll just say because someone had just said it yesterday. Interviewed. So, so yeah, I, I, you know, that's, that's where we are, are in our business is really coming back in to regroup and then to be able to go out and make it happen, where Matt, Matt focuses more on the apartment building syndication side. Wow, there's so many different directions we yeah. can go here. And so <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this. You guys have, have an awesome podcast, mm-hmm. The Invest Her Show, which, uh, the podcast to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. And uh, Peely was on it recently, had, which is awesome. I loved it. Honor yeah. of being on yes. your podcast. <laughs> we took lots of notes. <laughs> did the podcast partnership become before the real estate uh, partnership? And I guess my my through line with this question is partnerships are such a, uh, a balance, right? And it, people have so many partnerships that just don't work out because they haven't maybe embedded the partnership right, or they haven't really figured out what they want. How was it that you two aligned? What, what kind of project was it? And, and what between Matt uh, and the two of you, what, what was really the, uh, the balance that struck to make this a successful partnership? Sure. Liz and I, when we met a couple of years ago, we, we started doing deals after two years. 
So we build a very strong relationship first, personal first. We knew what each other was doing and everything else, but that was a big, big foundation for us. And then we started doing the rehabs, the small developments in, in Philadelphia and the um, construction management in, in Trenton. And then we got to the point where Liz and I had a mastermind group of six people that we've been running for the past three years. And we were like, I think that there's no space for women to really feel secure to raise their hand and ask the question they they might have. And we really want to create this community with intention to just shine a light to those women. We have no intention to diminish the importance of men in the business. Majority of our partners are men. I adore them. It's not about that. But Liz and I had this vision of a place where women could go and really offer support and feel supported. We were looking for it and we couldn't find it. So we found one. And the podcast came, let's interview badass women that are really like rock and rolling out there, right? Breastfeeding in half an hour and just telling the construction uh, guys, hey, did you guys already pour the foundation or no? What's going on there? So those are the type of women that wear so many hats and, you know, still, still make things happen, have no excuses to just move forward but it's still you know struggling with trying to balance quote unquote balance that life so that that was our our intention did i miss anything less no i was just going to say from a partnership perspective you know you know in a lot of ways Andressa and i early on i you know i oh, let me take a step back i had worked with an assessment tool a personality assessment tool that Andressa took. So when we were talking and, and I met with her and her husband, like I was like, here's your personality. So early on when we worked together and we were friends, I knew her style. I kind of knew her strengths. And I know myself. Well, some days I don't, but most <laughs> days I do. Um, and so when we started talking about doing more together, um, I had a role, but like, you know, I, I'd ha- I have different roles, right? So sometimes I'm more active here in our business and less active there. But as we got to talking more, you know, I realized how complimentary we were. And I, I'm sure you did too, Andressa. So in a lot of ways, there are things that we're similar on, like our work ethic. We both value, you know, similar things, but we're different in a lot of ways, you know? Uh, and, and so I think that's the mix. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in partnerships, but we have literally had partnerships fail miserably and we've had amazing partnerships, like literally on the, the two spectrums, like where, you know, um, legal things have been involved on one side and, 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 and you've done great and, and been really happy with other, I mean, everywhere in between. So I've really analyzed it, actually. I step back and I'm like, what works, what doesn't? And it really comes down to like similarities where it needs to have in terms of like values, ethics, you know, those should be, those shouldn't be different. Those should be literally the same exact things. You should have the same values, meaning, are, you know, are you looking to get paid today? Are you looking to get paid tomorrow? And if, and if you don't have that value, that might not work for a partnership, um, you know, work ethic and entrepreneurial spirit, all those sort of things. Uh, who's got an employee mentality? Who doesn't? I mean, that, that's different. That's not going to work. You know, someone wants to be treated as an employee, but yet wants to be a business owner as well. But the values, I'm sorry, on the, on the different side, our diversity side, like we've really complimented each other. I mean, Andres is more forthright. She's more direct. You know, she's more detail oriented. Um, 
I don't know what I do well most of the days, but I'm, you know, she always says, you could talk to that person. You're more relationship oriented. Yes. Um, you know, so it's, it, you know, and I think in a lot of ways as we work more together, we're exploring that. We know there's value in our styles. And I, I think we're tipping, we've hit the surface, especially as we've developed some new ideas on our podcast and creating communities and workshops and all the ideas we have on that side of our business. We're exploring that and, and we're just like, okay, where can we both go and divide and conquer and, so, and, but we're really open to it and we're both open to self-growth. I think that's critical as a partnership, marriage, business, whatever. But if you're, if you have somebody who wants to grow and another person wants to blame, not going to work. Exactly. So let's I can go on and on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Let's, let's actually expand, expand on that. Let's talk about growth. Let's talk about how you and Andressa want to grow together and create this business that's very centered around bringing the women in this industry to the forefront. So how are you growing? What does your business look like, you know, one, three, five years from now? Sure. I will share a couple of ideas that we have at the moment and we revolve because we are surrounded by so many great women. So every time that we interview somebody or we express what we are looking for, new ideas come and we're like, wow, we should definitely explore that. So in a couple of years, here's how more or less this will look like. Um, right now we have a meetup in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So we are looking to connect with other ladies in other states that will carry that system there as well, carry the values, carry what we're looking to do and how we're looking to do um, the podcast, we'll continue interviewing the ladies, but we are doing what we call mini-sode, where it's a 10-minute episode for the ladies that are just like in the car, dropping off the kids or running job sites, whatever that might be, where Liz and I will talk about a story that happened to us and three major lessons that we learned from it. So we can focus on the lessons, not on what really happened. And um, we were putting together workshops where, for, where one lady or a couple will come to us in one weekend and really dive into a specific subject. We are really highlighting and putting on the, the stage those ladies that sometimes are under the radar. We're just not used to see them on stage and they have so much value and we want to bring that up. And then our ultimate goal next year, fall, more or less, we're looking to have our conference where a bunch of rock stars will be on stage and we're looking for a place where we can also relax. So we might have, we might have some adult beverage involved and some <laughs> like relaxing time. We deserve that. I'll I be there. It. I'll be there with the tequila. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I, so, I think the, the ultimate vision though, too, just to jump in is like the, like there's so much to give, like everyone needs something and everyone can give something and all of us, right? So anytime, anywhere you are in your business, whether you've not done a deal or you're growing your business, you know, it really doesn't matter. You have something to give, but I, there's areas that I need help with. Same with Andres, I'm sure. Same with both of you. So what we want to do, our vision is to really create a community of women who can be that for each other. Yeah. So you're, you're, meant, you're a mentor to someone and you're a mentee to someone else. So that's our ultimate goal is to have this like really neat online community where people are just sharing and helping each other. And, uh, and there's a safe place to do it. 
I yeah. love the value. And I'm laughing wow. with um, with four kids uh, or three kids, well, not four, four, three kids, four and under, and two bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, that, you get it, yeah, right. I, so, well, with that said, having so many awesome women on the podcast, what's what's a through line or a common topic that comes up frequently that, that you can just pinpoint that's really allowing these women just take that next level and take that next step to really just transforming their business or having an awesome real estate career? Oh, we probably have different answers for this. I, I would say the, the women that we've interviewed have been so they persevered through so many different things. So perseverance has got to be a quality that's just run through everyone. Um, you know, some of the ladies that, you know, everyone always thinks, oh, you're, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you are an entrepreneur, you own property or this or that. You just were handed to it. You know, you were left millions and, you know, you're good. I mean, you know, we didn't start with anything. You know, we started with a loan for my father. Like, you know, both of us had middle-class families. You know, I, I'm just, it's got, you know, her neat story and I'm sure you both too. So, in a lot of ways, the women that we've interviewed have been so humbled, humbling in their stories, but they persevered through just the stuff they've had to persevere. And um, yeah, I, I just think that's probably one of the quality I've been most impressed by. And this sense of positivity, like no one we've interviewed is like, well, this sucks and this is this. And it's like no one, like they just are so positive. Like even if they're not positive all the time, which no one can be positive all the time. I'm not positive all the time. Uh, believe me. But you know what? I go back to that. Even when I just like to, you know, whine and whine and I'm like, all right, I'm done whining. Now I got to get on the shtick and figure this out. That's got to be a quality that everyone we've interviewed has. They're just, they're persevering positive women. And that's a great reason to have a partnership, right? Because if I'm having one of those days, Pooh's like, come right. on, come on. That's get enough. I, on. You've had your five minutes to cry. Get, get out of the corner and let's, let's get back on. Yeah. Right? It's the same over. thing for me. Yep. Exactly. I'll, be, I'll be in bed. I don't want to get out. And he's just like, okay, here's all the kids. I'm going to dump them on the bed. Got <laughs> <laughs> to get up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Another thing that I would say, it's also overcoming the fear. Because mm. sometimes we think that there's fear only involved when we're starting. Of course, there is. But there's fear when you are also taking your business to a next level, right? When, when you are doing, oh my gosh, now I'm doing two properties at the same time. Oh my gosh, now I'm doing 15. Oh, no. oh and now what's... So those are all like, quote unquote, good problems to have, right? And I think that the fear... It's there in different stages. The difference is, despite the fear, a lot of the ladies, or all of them, otherwise they wouldn't be where they are right now, had to make that decision about, okay, would I stay in this cloud of fear or would I make a decision, believe on, on what I am about to do and just jump, take the leap, and, and build the plane as you go down. And a lot of them did not have the entire plan structured and all of that, but they had support systems around them or they created it. If they didn't have it, they created it. They were open to share, to admit their mistakes and really learn from it. Because sometimes we think, oh, I don't want to make mistakes. Forget about it. The mistakes will give you the experience needed. So you want to make them. You want to just go forward. Go forward. Learn from it. As you guys saying, quit the whining. I whine sometimes. Like, okay, I'm done whining now. Let's no, just go to work. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have the right to, to cry, to whine, to be pissed off. Yeah. But for five minutes, not yeah. for an entire day. Come on. No, let's, it's, it's a good out. thing. Give yourself the time to whine. Give yourself the time. Give yourself the five minutes to be like, ah, and then get over it. Yeah. <laughs> so move on. Let's transition into a little bit more about uh, investments. Liz, we, you had touched a bit about um, buying multifamily, and now you're not targeting on the Northeast. Um, talk to us about what you're searching for today and what kind of opportunities you're looking for and what is an attractive buy for you right now in your business model. Sure. So when we started... <clears throat> We, uh, we bought some single family homes where we actually try to flip property in Trenton, New Jersey, which for anyone that's local, um, (laughs) not something you do, but you know, you start out, you don't know what you're doing. So those are still rentals, which actually in the process of knock on wood, we'll be selling them hopefully this year. So, although they're they're you know, they've just been around a long time, but yeah, so we, we, we began, we bought single family homes, we bought a commercial building and, and then we started to buy small multis and fix them up. And either hold them, mostly hold them. And that was like, okay, this, this is working. Small multis work. Uh, we like the idea of mo- having multiple tenants in a building, duplexes, fourplexes, you know, small, that, that, you know, that range. And then we grew to, okay, let's stop doing commercial because that wasn't, you know, something we want to do more of. And single family homes don't want to do too much more of that. We then said, okay, let's see if we can get to a 10 unit or an 18 unit. So we grew our portfolio. We've been doing this a long time. We grew very very steadily, you know, very kind of like, you know, most of these podcasts are like, let me get to, you know, a hundred million in assets. Like that was not our path, but we took it very slowly. So we literally went from like a four unit to an eight unit, to a 10 unit, to an 18 unit, 18 to then 49. And then the 49 was like to a 200, but it was that to us wasn't like this huge, uh, it wasn't a different class, a different asset class. So we just grew in the asset class that you know, um, especially more my husband's specialty knew what he was doing. So the, so what we're focused on now um, is that we are looking for, you know, the, the, the hundred plus unit, you know, buildings, but not in this particular area. We did a lot of our buying here, um, but it's just, it's just really expensive. Jersey's expensive. Um, the, the taxes are expensive. Everything's kind of, you know, it's just starting to get priced out, especially in Philadelphia, a whole, we had a apartment building there, but it just made sense to sell it. So the, the Southeast, those areas just seem to be more, um, just more, you know, you can, you can get the return back for your investors. We don't go in with our own money. Um, when we do, we, we are with a stake of it. It's not the whole thing. So we're just like the, both of you, we raise, raise funds to then, you know, have a stake in the building, um, a, you know, a, a general partnership in the building, and then we get limited partners in with us. So that's their focus is, is large multi in those other parts of the country that makes sense from a value-add perspective. And then you can make it better and, you know, make it nicer, make it, you know, get the right management team in, turn it around and get your money, you get your investors' money back and everything. That's awesome. a good return. Dressa, yeah. where you're at with your business, it sounds like you're managing your own construction projects and you also own a small rental portfolio and you co-founded Monarch. It's a short-term yeah. rental. You want yeah, to speak a little bit about that? Yeah, I definitely want to touch on that because uh, I, I guess two points on that, right, is first, you know, we do short-term rentals. What makes a good market and what makes a good property? That is a great question. I think that when I look at a property that is going to be short-term rental, I analyze it the same way I would analyze 
a property that I would rehab, but in a different sense. So I look at comps. Okay, what's going on in the area? What are the attractions in the area? How far I am from transportation? What is the location, the most things that attract people to this location? How it is inside? Does it need, you know, renovations or it's good to go? Um, Airbnb, it really the, it's really a hospitality business. So you want to make sure that you're not just renting. You can't treat Airbnb guest as a long-term guest. The Airbnb guest, or I'm just using Airbnb as a, as a term, but there are tons of other short-term portals for short-term rentals, but I just use Airbnb as a general name. So the guest really wants excellence in, you know, what, what the property has to offer, the quality of the, the furniture that the person is in. Um, so when I am looking at a property, I look at how much quote unquote construction or what needs to be done in order to bring that property to short term rental level of quality. And not all the properties do qualify for short term, in my opinion. My niche is really people that are coming to Philadelphia to either go to the museums, families that want to be together, or business um, people that really come here to conferences and things like that. So they want high quality, great location, great amenities. That is exactly what they want and be very like easy going. So we offer guides. We, we are very clear on how we communicate with them. It's very personal. So they feel that they have a support. They are not just going to, to a city that doesn't have it. So it's, it's a different, I'll say a different market. Uh, there are people that are doing in neighborhoods that are a little bit further or, you know, they have a different niche, but in my case, this will be, the location will be essential. Awesome. Do you have a ninja trick for uh, how to make your property stand out best against others that are uh, maybe doing short-term rentals as well? Sorry. Yes. I think that I take very pride of the, the decoration and the amenities that we offer. I'm so sorry. My, my dog keeps... Okay. No worries. I'm sure one of our uh, children is running around rampant Go outside. Me, so, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, we've, our, our two-month-old is in the background with, uh, <laughs> with our aunt. Yeah, with our aunt. <laughs> so we so can hear sorry her. about that. So yeah. um, the quality of the products that you offer, we're talking about great leaning, like the, the, the mattress, the, the towels. Those are or things that they really matters to them. They don't really care about the kitchen. They want to come here and go to the restaurants and things like that. But those details that they see, I put flowers where I bring them the day that they come in, we have like fresh pastries for them because they might be coming from some other location and really want something to eat. So those details and really checking on them, is there anything that you guys need that might facilitate? Some, some families, they come with babies and they say, I, I, I will be, it would be great if we had a high chair. Okay, let me make this happen for you. So it's just right. that very personal touch and being available for them. 
And on the other side, on the back side of the business, I, I had to create systems where I have standard answers so other people can answer on my behalf if, if needed in standard procedures, standard short-term agreement that I made to, to really protect my properties and my investors' properties. So besides the, the agreement that the portal requests, I request an extra um, contract to be signed electronically. So it's very easy. It's nothing complicated, but it's just to uh, cover everybody's assets, let's say. Awesome. That's fantastic. It takes, takes uh, short-term rentals to a whole new level. You're, act, you're actually treating them like they're coming to a hotel. You're giving them, you know, five-star service, good towels, pastries on the bed. Yeah. We have a lot of work I'd to do. stay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to start managing our, our short-term rentals? <laughs> I love that. Yours is at the beach. So I love that. I'll say, hey, I have a business trip to go. I have to go there. Exactly. <laughs> They're a ton of fun. You're right. And, and of course, you can, you can make a ton more in basically revenue a month, but it is a business. So you have to put in together all your time is going to be spent on the property or, you know, the additional seven to 10 to 15 times you're going to clean the property a month. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, Great points. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. The systems in place and the team, it's essential. The cleaning lady, she knows that it is just not cleaning. She needs to make sure that everything is put back and they have the supplies, the coffee, the tea and everything is really in place, ready to go. Because you never know when your next booking will be. So once the guest is out, we turn that property in about two to three hours. So it's ready to go. Awesome. Fantastic. That's great. Now we're going to transition just to our last few questions. Thank you so much for, for your time today. And I, for each of you, it would be different, but what is your big why for doing all this? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, my, my big why is leaving a, like a, a legacy to my kids that they can be proud of. And also living, living a life that, you know, is setting an example for them you know, whatever that is and being a good human being and being kind and, you know, being able to give back and all those sort of things. So, but my big why of, you know, why real estate and why, you know, our own business and is just the, the, the life where we want to go and what we're living now and just having that flexibility and that financial kind of freedom and independence to do what you need to do when you want to do it. Um, and to then leave that to my kids to, you know, protect and what have you. <laughs> Yeah. Mine is very similar. The legacy is extremely important to me. So I'm looking ahead and seeing, you know, my grand grandchildren looking, being able to listen to all these interviews and really know, oh my gosh, my grandma, look at her podcast. <laughs> they thought that that was cool at that time. <laughs> Something like that, you know? And, and also being the freedom that real estate provides about living the life that I want to be on my terms, being where I want to be with whom I want to be, how long I want to be. That is, that is the why for me. Fantastic. So yeah. do you each have words you live by? Mm -hmm. Like a quote, Liz? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're actually in the process of um, selling our primary residence and potentially moving and, and not, you know, getting a new property under contract. So 
I've really been feeling a little extra overwhelmed these days. So what, what I'm living to, because I'm like, I gotta, I've heard once that you need to have a context for a situation. So if you're in a transition, you're dealing with something, whatever it is, you got to have like a bumper sticker to focus on. Because if not, you're going to get sucked in potentially to whatever is happening, right? So for me, the last few days, I'm like, I got to get a context here because I'm, I'm spitting in my head a little bit. So for me, what I've been holding is like do what's in front of me to do. So that means clean my closet so our house is ready to show, then that's what's in front of me to do. Because my mind will go to the end and, and that's not going to work right now. I mean, I just want to go there, but it's just not. And then my mind goes about, well, what if we sell, you know, there's all the questions you have, especially when it's your personal, personal homes. Um, you know, so anyway, that do what's in front of me to do. And, and so have a context, whatever you're going through, have a bumper sticker of something positive that can pull you out of your own stuff, which I need to be pulled out of like all, all the time. I am uh, taking that bumper sticker and sticking it on my car. Please you know? take, <laughs> I, take it. Do what's in front of you to do. I'm the same way. I'm like, I'll think about the thing that's in front of me and then I'll think about like the 10 other things that I have to do. I'll be like, oh, but those things too. <laughs> Andressa, your words to live by. Wow. I keep thinking here and I, I, I have so many quotes in my head that I cannot even remember or pick one at this moment but there's one that keep coming in my head right now so it might be this one it's it shall pass whatever that situation might be it shall pass period good or bad complicated or not it shall pass i keep thinking that's gandalf from lord of the rings but that <laughs> is it not pass. <laughs> so that's uh so that that's completely different context but that's that's all that came to me there so i was gonna roll Got it. but that's why i'm, no, I'm sitting true. a sideline and this is a woman dominated podcast right here. So <laughs> that's all i have so <laughs> no that's a great word to live by right now it shall pass think like it's like living in the moment whether that. if your moments with a gandalf that's right that's right <laughs> Well, the two of you, thank you so much. This has been just awesome. I, I've truly enjoyed this. I know, I'm sure Peely yes. has truly enjoyed this. If, <laughs> if there's a way that others can connect with you, what would be the best way to find each of you? Sure. So, so our website for our uh, podcast and the Invest Her community that we're you know growing and connecting with is, is, is therealestateinvesther.com. And then you can learn more about what we're up to there, um, especially with all the, you know, community work we're doing. And then personally as well, uh, derosagroup.com is, is uh, my husband and I's business. Fantastic. Awesome. Do you, have a, do you have a separate website as well? Yeah, it can be therealestateinvestor.com. And you guys have any questions, uh, my direct email is andressa at therealestateinvestor.com. And we'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. Perfect. Awesome. Thank well, you so thank much. you both so much for being on the podcast. This is so much fun. Yes, thank, thank you, so you for much. having us. It was a pleasure. Thank you. So this is the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast with Jason Peely. Thank you again to Andressa and Liz. It's been amazing. And thank you to all of you out there for listening. We are so grateful. Have a good day. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.